What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Deep Dive Sports, and this is our Lights Out segment. I'm your host, Duke Durant, joined by my co-host, Antonio. This time we're going to be going over UFC 265. Great undercard, good main card. And then we're going to kind of touch on some other fighting news, some potential heavyweight fights in the mix, and then some just some updates on recent fights or fighters and the injuries that they have and the time frames that we can potentially see them back in the octagon. So anyways, we'll go ahead and jump right into it. I thought that the undercard for this UFC 265 was great. I thought it had some really exciting fights. Uh, one of the first fights that I really had my eyes on was Jones versus Dos Santos. Um, Jones did a lot of damage with the calf kicks, which just opened up a lot of opportunities for him to just dominate Dos Santos with the hands. Jones just, I mean, he looked absolutely strong, dominant, incredible through great combinations. And then this all kind of just led down to the vicious knockout of Dos Santos in the third. If nobody's seen it out there, I recommend go out and check it out. It's kind of crazy. Hits him with the left of the body and then a right, right up top. And the guy just folds down. But Dos Santos, you got to give credit to Dos Santos. Absolutely stellar performance by him. I mean, he had he's basically fighting on one leg the whole time. Um, he just showed great heart. And I think there's still something left for him, but Jones just, you know, it was his night. And Jones just showed what kind of I, – I was kind of unfamiliar with Jones, but I did some research on him. And he's a good up-and-comer to keep your eyes on, and I think he could do some pretty good things in his weight class. Um, the next one I kind of had was Kate versus Osborne. And – this one's relatively quick because you know, it was over in the first round. Cape did a perfect switch stance and then into a flying knee and just knocked Osborne out. Cold first mm-hmm. round right there. That was it. I thought that was great. The undercard had some really good knockouts. Just exciting. I think that's always great when undercards get some get some good you know reputations because obviously there's some fighters on there that not a lot of people know, including myself. And it's yeah. great. Like like I said, the Jones. And then Cape, I did some research on them now, and now I kind of know more about them. And I just think, I think it's good. I think it's good that undercard people perform well, and then they get the hype behind their name, and then next thing you know, maybe they're on the main card the next fight, whatever it may be. But this card, great fight. Um, the last one that I had was Green versus Aziv. This one was crazy. It was all striking. I don't think I, I, there was zero time on the ground. I believe. All strikes, and they were just throwing some bombs, throwing some leather. Non-stop pressure from both men. Vazid gets the win, and uh, I'd say some of the things that I was impressed by uh, with Vazid was just his pressure and then his striking combinations and his ability to mix it up. You know, when you watch the fight back, leg kicks, body kicks, strikes up top, combinations. He was throwing it all, and I think that kept Bobby Green kind of guessing. I thought Green did a great job. I thought the fight was, I mean, the fight was great. But um, Zeeb just mixed it up a little bit more. I thought Bobby Green was sitting back a little bit too much. But then he started to pick it up in the third, so I don't know maybe if the fight went five rounds. Would have been, maybe would have gone Green's way. I'm not sure, but Zeeb got the win there. And then there was one other fight. Which which one was it, Antonio? Yeah, I had uh, the one I watched. I watched uh, Morales versus Rodriguez. Um, I, I, thought, I thought it was a very good fight. Um, I particularly... I did favor Morales in this mm-hmm. fight, and which and which ended up, you know, uh, Morales won um, over the division. But mm-hmm. both but both competitors had really good fluid movement. Uh, Morales, um, I thought he personally did very well in changing his level. Um, okay. 
between you know ch- changing his level and try to get uh get closer to Rodriguez because Rodriguez was a little bit taller, right. so had had more of a reach. So Morales had to find some get in the pocket. Uh, Keeps him guessing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I liked how they were always constantly exchanging punches. They really didn't look fatigued; like they looked very well conditioned. Um, and I know there there's one uh. One good takedown I saw from Morales was when he defensively uh, he swept the leg of Rodriguez when Rodriguez tried to kick, not a good kick, mm-hmm. and took him down to the ground. But unfortunately, it was only for a brief moment. But, um, but yeah, that, that's the fight that I've watched, and I thought it was a good fight altogether. And, uh, and obviously, the Morales came out with the win. Yeah, some great fights on the other card. If nobody's mm-hmm. seen, them, seen them all yet, I would recommend go checking them out. We're going to go ahead and move on to the main card now, which is really exciting. Um, first fight that I really had my eye on was Vicente Luque versus Michael Chiesa. And when this fight was announced way back when, I just kind of loved this matchup. I've watched both of them fight a lot, and Michael Chiesa and Vicente Luque, they're both great. I mean, they're both killers. And in this fight, it was over relatively quickly, but I thought both men had some some moments at the very beginning. Mike with a couple good strikes that caught Luque, and then the takedown. And then at first, it looked like Mike was going to dominate the ground and get maybe a rear naked choke or something like that, but he couldn't get the finish, but he looked dominant at first on the ground. And then Luque kind of switched it up, and then ultimately he got the Darsh choke as a finish. Um, But then also when they were standing up at the beginning, Luque had some great pressure. Mike caught him with a couple, couple good strikes, but... Vicente Luque, I mean, he's a real problem for anybody in the welterweight division. <clears throat> I think his last notable loss was to Wonderboy via decision. I think that was four, five fights ago. And then ever since then, he's on a four-fight win streak. And his two most recent wins were over Tyron Woodley and then obviously Michael Chiesa via submission. Um, his striking power and his forward pressure, just they're phenomenal. And then his submission game is top-notch as well. I mean, when you're submitting black belts and uh, Tyron Woodley, I mean, Tyron Woodley's a BJJ black belt and an all-American wrestler. And when you're submitting guys like that, and Michael Chiesa too, I'm not sure what his BJJ rank is, but I know that he's he's a decorated submission artist and he's has a lot of experience with wrestling. And I know he's really good on the ground. So when you start catching people that are very good on the ground and chokes like a Dar's choke and stuff like that, you're no slouch on the ground. If you go back and watch Vicente Luque's fights, he's not exchange, he's not he's not afraid to exchange any leather, and his power will knock you out. And uh, yeah, I just I think he's going to be a real problem. And then he called out Kamara Usman, and then even Kamara Usman had to give him little props. And Kamara Usman tweeted at him and said that he'll probably see him soon. And I think that'll be a great fight, and that's that's definitely one to keep your eyes on. And. Uh, yeah, and then I guess the next fight we kind of watch here is Aldo versus Munoz. Antonio, I'll let you kind of take this one away. Yeah, yeah. Aldo versus uh, man, I'm sorry, how, how did you pronounce that? It's uh, Munoz. I know it's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the. I like this fight. Uh, I believe. Um, it, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was the what the 135 pound weight class. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, I it had very great energy. It start right off from the gate. In most cases, they just come out very aggressively. Um, but I I was very impressed by Munoz. Of uh, it, he was coming out of the 
coming out of the gate with uh, doing his roundabout kicks. Like mm-hmm. he was just just doing them constantly. It's just like, okay, man. Like you got anything else in your arsenal? Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, and also like from Aldo. Aldo was very good with his combos, especially with his con- concentration to the midsection, training his core. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and uh, and it just went went all went all the way. Yeah. But and I did have a quick stat that uh, the total strikes we get Aldo uh had a hundred and fourteen out of two seventy five out of one nine. Nice. So Yeah. Yeah. Those uh those smaller guys, the, the smaller weight classes, I think some people think it's boring because most people wanna watch the big boys throw leather and knock somebody out. But the small guys can knock people out too and they're just mm-hmm. they don't stop moving, man. No, that they don't that, stop moving. Yeah, that's that's why I particularly like it, it's just like it like you said with the younger uh with the lighter weight classes, they're more they move around a lot more. They, mm-hmm. And they're you know, and they have more agility, more flexibility, and they're just able to do things that that they're that will be very rare for you to see them in the higher weight classes. And I it's like when I but, but like when I used to, I used to wrestle in high school, and even when I was seeing kids that were wrestling on uh in weight classes under me, like I was still, I was amazed by what like how how fast they were, like how right. like you know, and they just, I I like that. I like the energy of the of the lower weight classes. It's so it for me, it's a uh, it, it's a lot lot of fun to watch. Yeah, like like you said, they can bounce in and out. They can exchange in the pocket, bounce out, and some of them got some real power. I mean, you, when you talk about, I mean, you got Cody Garbrandt down there. He's probably one of the more heavy hitters that I can think of right off the top of my head. But some of those guys got some serious power. And even 145, I don't know if most people consider that like really low weight. But even the 145s, a lot of the 145ers, they have a lot of power in their hands. Oh, yeah. Being smaller guys, and they can move, and they can duck in and out, and they're flexible. Their ground games are crazy because they can slip in and out of things that the bigger boys can't. Oh yeah, like like to me, like personally, the one forty five is like the perfect combination of strength with your cardio. So we got Aldo gets the decision win there, and I, I do agree with you, kind of what you were saying. Um, you know, both of those guys looked good. Aldo still looks great, even though you know he is a little older, but he just he won't stop. I mean, after his win, he called out TJ. I don't mm-hmm. think he's. I don't think he's going to get that fight because I think TJ's in line for the winner of Peter Young versus uh, Aljamain Sterling. But he definitely stays yeah. in, in the top mix, and maybe he waits until uh, Peter Young and Sterling fight, and then TJ fights. Maybe he waits that long and just sharpens his tools. I don't know. Aldo likes to fight, I think, pretty regularly, so I can't see him sitting out for too long. But he definitely stays in the top, and he stays up there, and he's still got the respect of many guys. He moves great. For an older guy, and you know he used to be a 145er. He's kind of fluctuated, I think, throughout his career. Now he's back down to 135, but he looks good at 135. And um, no, he does, man. He he looked really cut. (laughs) His leg kicks. Oh my gosh! If you ever watch his leg kicks, even if especially even when he was in 145, there's not too many people that can take a lot of leg kicks from Jose Aldo. He is a he's a freak of nature. He looks the, ripped. He looks cut. He's his legs are thick as tree trunks. What the 
like what what's his concentration with fighting? Like, is he is he like mixed martial arts or is he Muay Thai or? He's both. I, I mean, he's Brazilian. He's Brazilian, so I oh, think okay. his BJJ level. I mean, his black belt. But okay. I think his striking. I mean, his striking's just as good. He's been around for oh, a yeah. really long time, and he was the one forty five pound champ for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Conor McGregor knocked him out uh, seven or eight years ago. I, mm. I it was a couple couple years ago, but then he's had some wins. He's had some losses, but he's always stayed at the top of wherever he's at. If that makes sense, like he's always fighting top guys. He's always oh, fighting like the up and comers. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, he's, he, he stayed very high level. Yeah, like he's been he's like within older. like the top five. Of the right. List. Yeah, even though he's getting older, he's he is right. a freaking nature and. He wants the title. I mean, he really wants that title at 135. And I think that's great. I mean, he's entertaining to watch. Yeah. So I, I say let him keep going, if he, especially if he looks as good as he does right now. I mean, some guys, um, Donald Cerrone, I love Donald Cerrone. He, he'll take any fight any day, but he's getting a little older and people are starting to question. You know, you look at his last couple performances, he's not looking like his old self. Mm-hmm. And people are kind of calling for maybe he should retire or Dana White should uh, like force him to retire somehow or whatever because people are like I don't think Donald Cerrone should be fighting anymore but Aldo looks looks good man and I don't think anybody's calling for his retirement yeah I don't know man if Aldo keeps on doing what he's doing man I, I don't any shred of a doubt that he'll possibly get some sort of title opportunity yeah well and then we can go ahead and move on to the main event of the evening we got Sergon versus Derek Lewis um you know, gone obviously got the win. He got the TKO in the third round. Little yeah. stat: we got gone landed ninety-eight significant strikes to Lewis's sixteen significant strikes. So clearly outclassed. Yeah, that Derek Lewis in the striking. Yeah, no, and those significant strikes by Lewis were his total strikes. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't was gonna <laughs> say uh, gone. So he gone had ninety-eight significant strikes. Yeah, a total of a uh, hundred and twelve. So he had. Pretty high percentage chance there, or of of significant strikes landed, and then oh, yeah. sixteen total strikes for Derek Lewis thrown, and as you mentioned, all were yep. considered significant strikes. Yeah, I love Derek Lewis, but this fight was all gone. I mean, oh, you can watch God. it back as much as you want. Um, uh-huh. you know, gone is just he's so athletic and he's so light on his feet that oh, these, these big guys, I just don't think they can keep up with them. I mean, he moves like he weighs one hundred and seventy pounds, but he he hits like a 250 pounder yeah that's no i mean that's what they said in their commentary during the fight or i think in the post interview whatever that he that he fights more so like a 40 pound like weight guy yeah i mean that's and that's what i think is going to be one of the biggest problems that he poses for any of you know whoever he fights us in ghana it's going to be in ghana but any of these heavier guys because the big guys as we were kind of talking about with aldo and munoz yeah, they cannot move that well, um, and and Gon just you watch him. He's he's bouncing. He stays light. He'll pop in and out before anybody can even touch him. And and he's smart. That that yeah. just kind of wraps everything up with the bow tie. You know, when when you have the moves and you got the intellect, it's hard for anybody to stop you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, this sets up a really exciting fight against Ngannou. Who's, who's going to be next? I don't know if it's officially announced yet, but he's now the interim uh, heavyweight, you know, title holder, and Ngannou is the heavyweight title holder. So they'll probably unify those belts next. Um, and yeah, and I think that's a great fight. Uh, both men 
are very athletic. I mean, I can't take any athletic ability away from Nganu. Mm-hmm. Um, and both men also carry a lot of power. I think maybe Gan will give Nganu trouble, a little bit more trouble in the cardio section just because of everything I'm talking about here. And we've kind of seen in Nganu's past fights, one that comes to mind is Miocic when he fought Miocic the first time. His cardio, little lackluster, you could tell him he was getting a little tired. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to throw those big shots that he does. And when you're a big boy, again, it just takes a lot of energy to be moving around. And he's he is a heavy, heavy weight. But he's athletic. I think Gon will give him little problems in the cardio portion, bouncing in and out. But I think Ngannou's probably got the, the strength and the power advantage. And if for he sure. touches anyone, he's going to knock him out. Gon, I can't say the same thing for, but he still hits like a truck. Oh, yeah. He still hits like a truck. Like, he's still he's still a big guy. Like, but I, I can't uh, can't really say how tall he is, but I believe, what, 265, 270, something like that. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> like, it, like, he's got to cut it, weight to yeah. meet the, the heavyweight limit. But, yeah, but, like, still, he's a, he's a big guy. Like, he, like, I'm sure he's still got power on him. Like he, from what he looked like, he definitely was not an out of shape guy. Like no. he's, so it's like, yeah, I, I believe he'll give Ganu like a run for his money for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but this just comes down to cardio essentially. Um, yeah. But uh, who, who knows, Naganu? Even if he comes uh, not as well cardio as Gan does and strikes him, with, it only takes one blow. Only right. takes one blow to knock somebody out and for it to stop. So that's right. Yeah, that'll be an absolute banger. Oh, absolutely. That happens. <laughs> um, in other, I guess, in other heavyweight news, because there was some stuff that Dana White was talking about this week during fight week. Miocic mm-hmm. has accepted a fight with John Jones at heavyweight. Obviously, he came out and said Jones hasn't accepted his side yet, but I think that would be a great way for Jones to enter the heavyweight picture. I know Jones probably wants to go straight for the champ, whoever the champ will be at the time, either in Ganu or Gon or whoever it may be, whenever Jones decides to come back. Um, but I think giving him one fight before he goes for the championship would be a little bit better. Just make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Give him a yeah, because this tune-up is- fight sounds a little silly when you're saying your tune-up fight is the ex-heavyweight champ of the world, one of, right. one of the best heavyweights ever in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, and wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a little bit, uh, uh, I don't know if you'd be the right word for it, but like a little, little bit strange for somebody who's being welcomed into a new weight division, be like, oh hey, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the title fight, yeah. and I'm like, no dude, you gotta, you gotta establish yourself in this weight division first before requesting anything. Right, but I, I've seen it happen before though. I mean, McGregor, he gets to call his shots. If you're a big enough star, sometimes the UFC will let you call your shots. But I agree. I mean, I don't know. Again, unethical. I don't know if that's the right word. But you're right. Yeah. But I do think give him a little, give him one fight just to mm-hmm. have him feel the power of heavyweights. I mean, I know he's training with heavyweights, but just saying, but let, let him get in there, get a little experience. Yeah. And yeah. I know. Again, that sounds kind of funny when you're saying give him a little bit of experience. The X. <laughs> but I think that'd be a great. It, but, fight. I don't think but a lot. Yeah, mad about that. It, it's not. It's not bad. Uh, you know, like you say, get one fight before you start a request for a title fight because you know it's it's a different weight division. You you have different people that you. Hey, Grant, you've been training with you know heavyweight people, but this training and 
being in the cage with any weird person is not the same. Right. Essentially. So it, it I, I guess unless if you're actually like doing live um like sparring sessions, but it it's not it's not like the real thing. It's like once you get in the cage and you're fighting for, if he wants to get into title fight and he fights for the title fight, it's not gonna be like any other live sparring session. Right. Like it's gonna be blood. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I kinda of knowing John Jones' personality, I can only imagine that I mean, I know he wants to go for the gold, but you know, defeating Miocic is definitely a nice feather in your cap and I feel like his career has kind of been about that. He loves to run people down that think they're good or great. He loves to do that to people. So I I could see him saying no to the fight, but I could also see him saying yes either way. I think Jones probably come to the heavyweight division when I don't know. Um, but yeah, and then just kind of some more updates on recent fights or fighters and then the injuries and time frames that we can see them back. There's kind of been some freak injuries lately, obviously, with McGregor, TJ, Dillashaw. I don't think there was any anything crazy on this fight card, but we'll go ahead and just touch on some of the fighter news uh, when it comes to injuries and what they got going. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be picking up the injuries. So, for the only injury that I saw that was reported from this previous um, card was Victoria Leonardo, I believe, was in the, one of the, the, low, the early prelims. Mm-hmm. Um, she suffered a broken arm. Yeah. Um, but uh, her expected date of return is obviously determined because what happened two days ago. Right. Uh, and then Hall... From the previous card, uh, he had a broken orbital, um, but he's expected to come back uh, December of this year. And then we got Sean O'Malley. He had fractured hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, to be expected. <laughs> and, but he's to be expected January of next year. Connor McGregor, he had a broken tibia. Obviously, if you watch the fight, he had his foot. You know, basically his ankle snapped. Uh, yeah. He's expected to come back also in January of next year, and he already had surgery on it back in July. Um, and then Adrian Giannis, uh, he had a fractured nose. Again, expected to come back January. Uh, that's only if he cleared. Yeah. So, so he's serving, I believe, a six-month mess suspension. Um, and then Dillashaw uh, from his fight from Sanhagen. Uh, his injury to his knee. Uh, so he actually had uh medial meniscus bucket handle tear, lateral meniscus tear, and a PCL tear. (laughs) So um, and really, it should. So from what was reported, he's only expected to have a three month recovery time. Yeah, I I saw him. So something from him today i think it might have been on instagram or something yeah yeah he said three months and he'll get back to training and then hopefully fight for the title whenever jan and sterling after they fight but yeah that's kind of crazy i'm curious as to whether or not all these things happened to his leg during the fight or if he had some stuff i know he had some stuff prior to the fight from what i read uh, he did say that uh, that it did happen in the fight like a pop Mid-fight, mm. and surprised that uh, Sandhagen didn't hear it or anything or mm. feel it, but uh, but no, he said it pop, and and even when he got back in the corner, I believe after the round, uh, he uh, he he mentioned, I guess he said 
don't f my knees <laughs> you know my knees yeah f, yeah you know <laughs> but uh, but yeah yeah fighters are funny if you ever some of them have big injuries and during mm-hmm. the live fights if you watch them in their corner they'll just be like yeah my hand's broke yeah, oh yeah and they just go kind of cas- a little too casual <laughs> for yeah, me, a like, bit. yeah i broke my knee i'm like oh no <laughs> and like, then they yeah. just get up and keep walking they're not even limping i'm just like oh my god the pain tolerance is, is through the absolute roof and like i couldn't do that oh yeah pain tolerance and you know <laughs> adrenaline is a big it is yeah that, so like, i don't even limp but i'm like no way they're like <laughs> yeah i tore my meniscus and i'm not even limping just like, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Man. i know well guys that's pretty much all the time that we have today. We will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us this time on Lights Out. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.